House of Cards Season 6, Episode 4, Chapter 69 is over, but we're just getting started here on the House of Cards Post Show Recap. And now, here are the guys with takes that are so hot, it's like you took your phone and dropped it into boiling water. I'm Rob Stranino, back with Zach Brooks. Zach, how are you? Rob, I'm the backseat president tonight, and I'm going to take the wheel. Backseat podcaster. All right. All right. The reports of Kathy Durant's demise were greatly premature. Not by me. I think I predicted that she was uh, not necessarily dead. We never saw the body. It's always you predicted that body. I said something along the lines of uh, that. I think that she wasn't necessarily dead because we didn't see what happened and it seemed very sketchy and it was sketchy. Yeah, I feel like I don't watch The Walking Dead. But I kind of feel like this is what every episode of The Walking Dead is, where mm-hmm. one episode they're like, this person died off screen, and then the next episode they show up. So did you, in this episode, come to the conclusion that Kathy Durant was not dead before that reveal? I did. Um, I have it. My prediction was a little bit off, and I mean, it still could be correct, but uh, right around the time when Claire is talking to Hunter... I wrote in my notes that Kathy Durant is going to be with the Shepherds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with Seth reporting to Bill and he's on the phone giving the play by play throughout the whole episode. And I said, oh, that's why he's giving him all these updates, because he, Bill actually has Kathy Durant. Yeah. At the point where, you know, that same conversation where Claire was talking to Hunter and talking about how Stan wasn't that upset about it. And I said, wait a second. Hold on. Maybe she's not dead. Yeah. Um, and I actually watched this episode twice. Uh, and I think I caught a couple things as we go through it that uh, are interesting things I didn't pick up the first time, especially knowing how the episode is going to end up. OK. All right. So this was an interesting episode. This was fun. This is like one big party this episode. Yeah. So much happened at this funeral. Mm-hmm. Or a memorial, whatever. I mean, just this, it was ridiculous. I really liked how it kind of was a bottle episode and all took place in basically one setting um, outside of the Hammerschmidt stuff. But, I mean, this could never actually happen in real life. Like, if there was a politician's funeral, right? this amount of posturing and uh, world uh, current events and diplomacy would happen, um, it, even if it's yeah. the Secretary of State. Right. So, you know, if you're going to imagine like some universe where the U.S. Secretary of State has passed away, I mean, there's a we're imagining like this uh, party where everybody is sitting Shiva after the funeral and uh, and Vladimir Putin is there also, I guess, uh, you know, in some ways, I guess uh, maybe not as hard to imagine, but it seems like that there would need to be a lot of security involved. I mean, I thought that Jane Davis was going to stab Petrov in the kitchen at one point. Yeah, they're just hanging out by the water cooler. And yeah, Petrov is just walking around. We have Seth kind of cramming his way into rooms that he's not supposed to be. And there's no security anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it's just like our big free for all, which was fun for getting a lot of pieces in place. And um, yeah, I thought the episode moved pretty quickly, but it was like really out there. Not a major security detail. Now, I did like how they filmed uh, a lot of this episode where it was it reminded me of something and I can't figure out exactly what it is. It might have been like can't hardly wait. Oh, where you're following was somebody locked character. in the bathroom. 
probably. I mean, that might have been where Bill was calling from was the bathroom because we didn't see him the whole Bill and Annette nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have, you know, you're following two characters in a conversation and then like Seth would walk behind or Doug would walk behind and then the camera would would pan over to Doug and then you would follow Doug to his conversation. It happened quite a bit throughout this episode. I thought that was a really unique way to do that. It was uh, lots of style for House of Cards. They don't do something like that that often. All right. Let's, I guess, start with Petrov and what is going on here with Syria. Do you feel like that Syria has been settled? Yeah, it seems like it. Um, We have an agreement that Claire Underwood, it seems like this was the setup from Claire all along was to get uh, an agreement with Petrov that will stop the Shepard Unlimited Company from having a presence in Syria. So it's a move against Bill and Annette. Um, and looks like she gave up a lot, but um, I think she got a lot in return, which was um, actually something I didn't pick up the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought she was going to say to Petrov, look, you're not my enemy here. That, uh, you know, you're, you're fine. That The Shepherds are my enemy. And I think that's what she's doing. So at the end of the episode where she brings up Tom Yates, and I'm sure we'll talk lots about Tom Yates in this episode, Mm -hmm. but she, she tells Petrov as they're agreeing on this deal and Tom Yates was the responsibility of your country and he died in Russia. Yeah. How are they going to spin that? So I thought that when she did that, she was accusing him of this, but it sounds like that this is part of the deal Yeah, is that, that they are accepting responsibility for this death uh, as part of this deal going through. Did you pick, I didn't pick that up the first time. I, no, I, I got that. that. I different. got that because yeah. that he gave, uh, he said like, uh, Oh, 20%. That's quite a taste. Uh, uh, you know, and she's like, well, you know, it's, well, I just want to like, you know, hook my friends up and stuff like that. Um, but then, yeah, the big thing was, Hey, I like, and uh, you take the heat on Tom Yates. Yeah. And that was like a, a gangster move. He called her a gangster earlier. Um, is she like a gangster in an Ellen suit? Is that what we would call her instead of a gangster in an Oprah suit? <laughs> I guess so. I guess you could call her that. Uh, so what will they say? What will they do? I feel like that the, if the shepherds have Tom Yates's body uh, and Mark has uh, like the ability to sort of summon it. Uh, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter if Petrov says like uh, we did it. Uh, I mean, I don't know what, like, I kind of feel like that she's still in a bad spot. Yeah, I guess it's going to be that he was killed by Russian spies, uh, maybe on U.S. soil. And um, and then there has to be more diplomacy as a result of that. But, yeah. I mean, you know, they can have his body and Petrov can say, oh, yeah, we poisoned him mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know why Petrov would be that concerned with, like, the guy who wrote Frank Underwood's biography mm-hmm. um, and wrote speeches for the White House. Yeah. And Petrov. Is this the last we see of him? Is this it for Petrov? Uh, it can't be. They can't bring him back just for this one-time occurrence. Uh, I think we'll see him a little bit more throughout the season. You think we'll see him more? Because I don't know what business we have left to do in Syria other than, you know, uh, seeing Bill Shepard's head explode. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe the Shepherds try to make something happen in Syria to... Uh, you know, they have some attack in Syria or something to, to stir up trouble and, and keep their presence there. Because just to reiterate, only four episodes left here in House of Cards uh, for the series. Yeah, there's a lot to do. I I was thinking about that today. There's a lot still left on the table with only four episodes left. Yeah, we really have a a lot of things hanging out there. And I guess one of the chief ones that we have to talk about, which we kind of thought was a settled storyline, 
Kathy Durant is out there floating around and potentially aligned with the Shepherds. Where is she going to come into all this? So my prediction is that she's actually working with Nora, who we saw in this episode. And I don't know if I have Nora's last name, but she's uh, one of the secretaries, one of the people in the cabinet. And she's the one who pulls Claire aside and says she doesn't trust the other members of the cabinet. Mm hmm. And she says something about how Kathy Durant is fluent in French and then says something to Claire in French. Um, mm -hmm. And then at the end of the episode, we see Kathy Durant speaking French to somebody. But I feel like that Nora was a Claire Underwood loyalist. And I feel like the Kathy Durant is anything but. Yeah, Mole Patrol. <laughs> Mole Patrol is right. I mean, uh, she's got to be with aligned with the Shepherds, no? Yeah. So, you know, maybe Nora the shepherds and Kathy Durant are all working together. Nora. I do think that there's, there's, I don't know why Nora would speak French early in the episode. And then we see Kathy Durant speaking French for no reason at the end of the episode. Hmm. So is Nora helping to get Kathy Durant's husband to her? Yeah. I think that's who she might've been talking to at the end of the episode. Hmm. Do you think that Nora is trying to throw Claire off the scent by talking and coming to her to talk about moles? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to do it. You got to accuse somebody else of being a mole. Yes, if you're the this is mole. like classic uh, secret Hitler. Yeah, you're 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never played. I've actually never played secret Hitler. Oh, you're in for a treat. I feel like it's past. Everybody was all about secret Hitler like 2017 and early this year. And I don't think people are really playing it anymore. I think it's still out there. I think it's still out there. I'll have to do some searching. <laughs> Go ahead and do some searching. All right. We were talking in the last episode, uh, which uh, was recorded last night for anybody uh, who's curious about the timetable on these things that we were talking about. Doug versus Claire. Do you feel like that we got closer to Doug versus Claire in this episode or are Doug and Claire coming together? We got a tease of Doug and Claire coming together that it could be uh, Claire running with the Cory Booker lookalike Brett Cole in the mm -hmm. 2020 election. But then Doug finds out about the secret will and that Frank Underwood left him everything. And uh, mm -hmm. so maybe that's going to throw a wrench into the, all these plans. Yeah. Were you surprised when we found out that Brett Cole is a Republican? No, I think they set that up in the last episode. Oh, I missed that. Um, I missed that in the yeah. last episode. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the parties I'd be curious if the you know policy in the parties, like how those really align. It doesn't it seems like they just kind of picked um, picked parties. And they almost I think for some of the comparisons for the people on this show, I think they picked the opposite just to just, just to mess with people. No, yeah. I mean, the party almost doesn't even matter on House of Cards. I mean, Claire talked about like, oh, Brett Call, I'll make him my vice president. That'll be a split ticket. Right, That'll yeah. be fine. You know, nobody will think about that. Nobody will worry. I'm sure somebody listening knows, but uh, I, I don't know if there's ever been like a split ticket that's run. I mean, let alone one. So. <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, like, but not in like the last, I think that there was like some flirtation about when John Kerry was running that John McCain was going to potentially be like uh, they have some connection, John Kerry and uh, John McCain. I'm not ex exactly sure what it is. And there was going to be some talk that maybe he was going to run uh, as part of it. But no, he did. Not. He did not ultimately do it. I think that it's maybe, might be the closest closest that we've got to anything like that in modern times yeah well i mean you know some of this talk does make me sad that we're not going to see 
any future seasons because it, it does seem like they can keep going with this show and we could see uh we could see this mixed ticket running together in the 2020 election mm-hmm. yeah i mean it used to be that frank underwood would talk about underwood 2024 underwood 2028 yeah that's um underwood 2082 i think he was gonna be he thought he was gonna be immortal did not work out it did it did not work out all right so mark did not have a great episode no that was a bad mark bad Mm -hmm. bad mark yeah mark might you know uh he feels like he's running the show but he's not no he's off the mark Mm -hmm. he is off the mark now can you refresh my memory what is the history between mark usher and jane davis they worked together and against each other but they were never a couple right no, I don't think they were. Ever I was trying to remember that. Like, was she's not like uh, they're not like exes, right? No, um, but I feel like Mark Usher has like a sexual history with lots of characters on this show. Mark, learning about it. Yeah, he's a, he's a real player. Uh, but I think that they've just always had like an on and off adversarial relationship, and and they think that they're the two puppet masters behind everything. Although. Mm-hmm. Mark Shepard is definitely not a puppet master anymore. He might have been in last season, but now he's like truly the puppet. Yeah. And Claire is letting him run the show, but then also just doing whatever she wants. And then Seth is just like barging in. I do love Seth and Mark right now. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like one of them is going to have to go before the end of the season because they feel like they're playing the same role for the Shepherds. <laughs> So um, yeah. I feel like they're going to get rid of one of them. But yeah, Seth, Seth barges into that meeting and it reminded me of Kramer coming through that door. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. I love those interactions where Mark is like, that's it. I've had it. you that I don't want you around here. Do you understand me? He's like, I hear you. I got it. <laughs> no dent has happened. Nothing is changing. I hear you. Message received. But I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah we we work for the same person i don't work for you Mm, yeah it is interesting that he's able to just get into these meetings i mean he has no official position in the white house no he's not even like a lobbyist he's some strategy guy for the shepherd found or the shepherd company Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and and do you think this episode they just didn't want to have to pay diane lane and greg kinnear and so it's like all right you guys just be on the other end of the phone and we won't even show you guys talking yeah Uh, that's how limited we have you we've talked about this with this show before in terms of budget where it does seem like that they have uh certain characters for a certain number of episodes and so that might be you know, it, maybe we bought another episode of Greg Kinnear by not having him on this episode. So you yeah. are definitely you, you are able to move ahead one spot in the <laughs> uh, f- uh, five episodes in 22 minutes bet. There we go. Six. Yeah. Five episodes, 22. Yep. Yes. So 22 uh, minutes. One more full episode. One more full episode for uh, for Bill Shepard. No, and that Shepard either in this episode. Not even Duncan. No, we were not running on Duncan this episode. We did not run on Duncan uh, in the episode. Um, what is going on here with uh, are, are they going to frame this press secretary for uh, something coming up here with Tom Yates? I don't know. She's she seems very uh, frazzled by everything. And there's talk of an affair coming up in the, you know, in the White House. And 
I don't know what I thought. Maybe that was where we were going with this. But then with all this stuff with Petrov, it's like, okay, she was having an affair with Tom Yates and then he was killed by a Russian spy. So they're going to try to say she's a Russian spy or she was working with a Russian spy. Um, or is that, was that just to throw us off the scent? And, you know, as Claire told her at the end of the episode, like, no, you're, you're going to be right here and you're with us. It seems like the kind of thing that Mark Usher is going to leak out. He's like, that is exactly the kind of thing we need in this White House that we don't need like something like that. <laughs> it reminded me of like Triumph the Insult Dog. He's like, that's exactly what we need in this White House for me to poop on. Yeah, for to not happen. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what Mark Usher is doing. Again, it, it's it's very unclear the motives of a lot of the players uh going on in this. Uh it's fun, but we don't we don't know which end is up. Yeah. It does seem like you know, this character, uh, Kelsey Stewart, the press secretary is, I mean, she's something bad is going to happen to her. This is not going to end well. I can't yeah. imagine that she just lives happily ever, ever after in this world. Okay. What's going on with Jane Davis and Petrov? Uh, we talked about how I thought Jane Davis was going to kill Petrov. What was she uh, so worked up about with him? Yeah. I don't know. She was really angry. Uh, she had some good lines. She told him that he's it's weird that he's gotten taller since he has a Napoleon complex. Mm-hmm. That, was a good, that was a good line. Um, like, it's and, chemical. It's chemical. <laughs> he's a communist in a handmade suit as well. Mm-hmm. And a pig. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. They have some sort of history, obviously. I mean, Jane Davis has been involved in, uh, I think when she came on in the last season, she said she had had, a, she had been involved in the Middle East and had been involved in Russia. So um, I don't know. We don't, we don't know much of Jane Davis's backstory, but I'm assuming Petrov must have been responsible for something bad that happened to Jane in the past. I guess so. But yeah, there's uh, no love lost there between uh, Petrov and uh, Jane Davis. Jane Davis, friend or foe for Claire Underwood? Uh, Jane Davis is friend to only Jane Davis. So right now I think that she is friends with Claire, but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be for the, you know, these last four episodes if she's on her side. Okay. Let's go back to Doug and he was all over the place in this episode, trying to find out what's going on that both him and Claire, I think it's sort of like a sitcom sort of way. They both thought the other one had uh, poor Kathy Durant bumped off. It turns out that neither of them did. We see that scene where Claire is talking to brother Hunter and Doug comes over and tells the story of his dad and how he died behind the wheel and Doug had to grab a hold of the wheel. And then Claire asked him later on the episode, was that story about your dad true? And he gives a non-answer. Yeah, he says, I mean, I'm assuming that means it was not true. But uh, yeah, he said, you know, does it even matter? Um, which I, I think that we've had we've had, we've had similar lines in this show. I think Frank Underwood um, has had stories before where he says, I think he might have even told the audience, like, yeah, it doesn't matter if that was true or not. So mm-hmm. uh, this might have this might have been Doug continuing on the Frank Underwood legacy. But um, yeah, it's a. If that was true, that's a pretty tragic story and probably explains a little bit about why Doug is uh, so messed up. It's happened to you at 12 years old to have to do that. Crazy. That's what Claire said. If that story is true, then that explains everything. And and if it's not true, that explains everything. Yeah. It's also, you know, not taking a side. Either either way, that explains something about Doug. Yeah. And and he did say that his dad went the same way as Kathy Durant. Um, It sounds like he had a heart attack behind the wheel. So, you know, I, I don't know if we ever actually got any evidence that 
what happened to Kathy Durant. We just know that allegedly she said she had a headache and then um, died on the way to the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the will. Seth tells Doug about Frank Underwood left you everything. What is everything? I still don't think we know. Frank Underwood's Uh, money. Yeah. I mean, is it his jewels is like his buried treasure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the only thing I can think of that would be that valuable is like secrets and information. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's some, I mean, it's almost like a MacGuffin through this whole season where it's what did Frank Underwood leave? Why is Claire so worried about Doug? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, it's I interesting it that we had that line in the episode uh, about uh, that. I believe it was Claire who said uh, the dead never stay dead. Yes. And we had a lot of uh, mentions of things about the dead coming back to life, the dead rising mm-hmm. and um, lots of talk about death in, in a couple different ways sure. in this episode. So uh, I do think that they're they're hinting that the dead, you know, while they might physically be dead, they are still going to have an impact. And we are seeing that with Frank Underwood. Um, but, you know, Kathy Durant being, quote unquote, dead. Ed is going to come back into the picture. Right. Claire has to kill Tom Yates twice. Right. We have Yates who's still causing trouble, even though he's dead. Mm-hmm. We had Hammerschmidt and Janine talking about Rachel, who we haven't heard anything about Rachel in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, even Zoe Barnes. Character. Yeah, Zoe Barnes. I mean, we have, you know, we have lots of dead characters that are still playing a role. Um, and even the at the funeral, the pastor when he's giving the when he's giving his eulogy uh, about about Kathy Durant dying, he also has a line in there about um, about the dead coming back to life. Yeah, very about interesting. The, the dead having an impact. So yeah, let's talk um, about Tom Hammerschmidt and Janine in the car, and uh, we see it's weird. Like the one scene that's sort of away from everything with Kathy Durant is Tom Hammerschmidt uh, driving. And it's a little bit of Janine sort of asking, like, well, what are you going to do besides this? Yeah, it was weird that they had this scene in here. It makes me think it's really important um, because it is the only scene in the whole episode that doesn't take place around the Kathy Durant funeral. Um, and if it's not that important, I wish I would have saved it for a different episode, either had it the episode before or the episode after, because, um, you know, just I don't know. It kind of bothers me that we have everything all focused around this one event except Hammerschmidt and Janine talking about uh, Hammerschmidt's investigation and Rachel. I mean, we're still talking about Rachel. Well, is there any importance to this idea about somebody is bouncing checks in New Mexico with Rachel's name? Yeah, that was strange too. I don't know what I I thought that at first I thought I I heard that wrong. And then when I watched it again, I was like, okay, no, that's what he actually said. Um, is this just Hammerschmidt being, uh, too focused on the past and not being able to let things go? Or is there, I mean, I don't know, or I don't know why somebody would be pretending to be Rachel. I mean, yeah. Does she have any money, Rachel? No, I don't. I mean, wasn't she, she might've gotten paid some money by Doug, but mm-hmm. you would assume that, I mean, maybe somebody found her checkbook. Maybe they found her body. Um, and cause Doug did bury her somewhere mm-hmm. in the desert. It might've been, I mean, it might've been in New Mexico. Yeah, Uh, but that seems like a huge can of worms to open with four episodes to go in the series. Yeah, I kind of feel like that this is the show saying that Tom Hammerschmidt is losing his mind. Oh, interesting. I could I mean, I could get on board with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you feel like but didn't we already do this with a with a journalist that went crazy? Who was the guy that shot Frank Underwood? 
Oh, uh, Gavin. Yeah. Right. No, well, that wasn't Gavin, was it? Or, or was it Lucas? Lucas. Well, it was Lucas. Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Be a good quiz, yeah. like a sporkle quiz. Like, did this or did this not happen on House of Cards in the six seasons? It's- show you a picture of an actor who's now like a leading actor on another show mm-hmm. and uh who were they on on house of cards i mean we have had some really big actors come through we have oscar winners we have sure you know, uh, guy from westworld we have rachel was it plays the marvelous mrs Maisel. so um people are all over the place oh i didn't show. realize that was her yeah oh good yeah, for her I watched like a little bit of that uh, that show. People love that show. People really like it. Yeah, Rachel Brosnahan. Yeah, she played a character named Rachel on the show, mm-hmm. um, kind of like like a Will Smith, Fresh Prince of Bel Air type thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's uh, that's good. Uh, let's go back to Brett Cole. Where, where are we going with him? Yeah, I don't know. That's I mean, is he going to be a big villain for Claire? Maybe he's going to start working with Claire. We did see them be introduced in person um mm-hmm. and i think he's gonna play a role in the last couple episodes um much taller than i was expecting did you notice how he like towers over everybody yeah uh big guy yeah big guy uh, we also had the return of another character in this episode linda vasquez linda yeah yes she's back um yeah she flew in from Colorado where she's uh, working in a university and uh, sounds like she's connected with the U S attorney. Who's going to be subpoenaing Doug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last scene in season two finale chapter 26. That was the last time we saw her season two. It's been 43 chapters <laughs> since we saw Linda. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't even feel like she's been gone that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, her son is at Stanford. I think that was the work of Frank Underwood to get him into Stanford as part of uh, part of the deal. Um, when when we had her leave the show, I thought she was connected with Frank Underwood getting the liver transplant. I looked on the wiki, and I don't know if she was involved with that. Okay, there might have been somebody else who uh, was involved that looked like her. <laughs> might have been, yeah, might have been. Lucas Gavin type thing might have been another another actress uh, in the mix. But what I really liked was when she was talking about, you know, know, I think we made a mistake. I think we made a mistake when we did not make Frank Underwood the secretary of state. Like looking back, we should have made him the secretary of state. It would have been a good thing for the country. Yeah, it would have saved us 68 chapters of House of Cards if they would have done that. Uh, It's going all the way back to the first episode. Right. That was a mistake quite, quite for a sliding doors for she and, and for Garrett Walker and for the United States of America. Yeah. Instead, they made um, no, this is going back to the sparkle quiz. Uh, the guy I can't remember what that his they name made was, him but, go be the governor of Pennsylvania. Well, that was the vice president that they made. Oh, was him. that? Yeah. Um, yes, they made the vice president. The go. Yeah, be, the, be, the be, don't don't make us do House of Cards season one trivia. No. <laughs> yeah. That would be that would be fun, but we would do very poorly. Do you think we'll see Jackie Sharp again the rest of the way? That would be interesting because she's not I, that I know of on any other shows um, mm-hmm. or in any movies. Um, and it would be interesting to get some closure on her. She was a great character and just kind of dropped off the map. Yeah, I don't she know. Had the, she had the affair with Remy. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that was kind of the end. Of well, her I don't think the they show. can bring Remy back. No, I think Re- Remy is. They can't the afford biggest, him anymore. Yeah, he he's the biggest star to come mm-hmm. out of the show. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought way back when? Uh, Kevin Spacey out. Remy in. Yeah. You got a, you got another Oscar contending movie coming out this weekend too. He's he's hitting all the right notes in Hollywood. Okay. All right. What else from this chapter? So we did have, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, all of the death that was in this episode and the references to death. Uh, Petrov does say to Claire, are you concerned because death usually comes in threes? Says more than three, sometimes fours and fives. Fours and fives. And then I started writing down all the different deaths that are coming to pop their heads up in this uh, in this show. We've got Yates, we've got Kathy, Rachel, we've got Frank's death looming over everything. We have, mm-hmm. um, you know, potentially Bill Shepard's death coming. Uh, um, so and then we have Kathy's death being not an actual death. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have a real bloodbath here in these final couple episodes, right? I mean, I hope that we just get real craziness. Like, give us four hours of absolute madness. <laughs> yeah. Make it, make it really worth our time. No, I think this is going to be a, a fun ride to the home stretch. Yeah. Very um, interesting. I also like that I learned the word uh, pizdets today. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but um, that means cluster F. Yes. No, Russia. we got that. Th- thank you uh, to Petrov for explaining that to us. Did you like that Kathy Durant she had to leave behind all of her wine, but she still managed to get her hands on some red wine and wherever she is? Yeah, um, that was a huge bottle of wine that Petrov wanted to open. He's just a troublemaker. He's like, come on, Mark, come on. Let's, let's just open this bottle of wine. Only I've got know. diplomatic immunity. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Petrov. I like this version of Petrov. He's got a beard. He's really laid back. He's just walking around, talking to people, causing trouble. So I hope that's not the last of Petrov. Yeah. I really, I, he's going to go back to Russia. We're not going to Russia. I, I, I don't think that we're going to have like a full scale war with, I like, I, I could see this being a series wrap for Petrov. Yeah. All right. Well, I will, maybe I will a phone call Petrov scene, again. maybe somewhere later on. Yeah. I mean, what's this actor doing? He's not in anything else. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you think? So, you know, Usher says that Claire left Tom Yates in her house or in his house, um, which we were wrong in the last episode when we said he wasn't at Mark Usher's house. Where do you think that he kept the body? Would you just like put him in his walk in freezer? Yeah. I mean, he might have like a great like wine cellar or something like that. I mean, Tom Yates didn't look like he had been kept in like a, a nice temperate climate. He had been frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and carbonite. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Mark Usher just has a carbonate machine. He just drops him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's look ahead. We're at the halfway point. Uh, anything in particular you have your eye on coming up for chapter 70? Uh. I don't know where we go from here. I mean, I I wonder if we do see like a Russia, you know, it starts off with the Russians taking um, taking responsibility for the death of Tom Yates. I could see that mm-hmm. um, we've got Kathy Durant on the run without a cell phone. So that will be fun to watch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we got to watch for the shepherd's reaction to this deal that that Claire made. Yeah, I think that. um yeah, we've got to see more of the Shepherds. We didn't see them for the whole, whole episode. Um, we didn't see Duncan. We didn't see Cruz. 
So um, we've got to be going back to them in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of shepherds after uh, a quiet episode here for them in uh, chapter 69. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and uh, question wise, we do have one question from Johnny De Silvera. Yes. What does Johnny have uh, to say? Well, so he apparently writes his emails in uh, kind of live stream as he watches the episode because his first question says, uh, are we going to see a flashback to Kathy Durant because Jane Atkinson is listed in the opening credits? Uh, and then his fourth question says, well, I guess my first question has been answered because she's alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does this mean for going forward in the show? Yeah. Well, she is going to have a role to play and whether it's going to be like a classic house of cards where now Claire has to figure out a way to reach her and get her to not do whatever. Uh, that's like a very house of cards storyline. Yeah. Um, it would be interesting if she like Claire doesn't know until the very last episode, the Kathy Duran is still around. And then, you know, we see all of these characters from the past, like rear you know, almost like the Seinfeld finale. <laughs> oh, they're all going to testify. The show up. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. There. So do you think, will Kathy Durant end up being convinced by Hooker, by Crook, by Claire Underwood to not do anything? Or will Claire Underwood track Kathy Durant down and uh, rub her out? Or will Kathy Durant be able to testify in some way against uh, Claire Underwood. I do like Kathy Durant. Or does she just go off and and just live, you know, in complete anonymity? Just enjoy France and enjoy all the wine that she's got. That probably won't Uh, happen. So we do have this hanging thread that Kathy Durant's husband has not been delivered to Kathy yet. It seems like the security is not watching her husband as closely as they're supposed to be. Uh, So, I think if if there is a way to convince Kathy Durant to come back to Claire's side, it will be something to do with her husband. Okay. Do you think that Mike Ermintrout will be a dispatch to go and find Kathy and bring her back to the job? Oh, uh, I, you know, I, I hope that Mike Ermintrout doesn't have to make any tough choices with Kathy mm-hmm. now that she's out on the run. Look, you made a mistake. Just come back. These are serious people. Yeah. Full measures only, no half measures. <laughs> okay. All right. We will start to look ahead to Chapter 70 of House of Cards. Uh, let us thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. And those are our friends over at betonline.ag who put together the podcast one sports net challenge. And so last week, I ended up going four out of five on this podcast one Sportsnet challenge, but it was just enough. It was enough daylight to drop me back a couple of spots in the standings here as I am competing for full measures only, Rob. Yeah, no half measures on your picks. As I'm competing for this big five thousand dollar charity prize in the podcast one Sportsnet, but I will bounce back in week number eleven in the NFL with these five picks. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. I've right. got the Arizona Cardinals at home uh, versus the Oakland Raiders. Give me the New Orleans Saints versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I will take Carolina versus Detroit uh, at Detroit. That's a, that's a, that one's a, I don't know if I feel great about that. It's going to be cold here. It's been snowing quite uh, a bit. Oh, I don't like so. that. Well, that's inside though. 
And then finally, I will take for my lock of the week, give me the Chargers at home hosting the Denver Broncos. We're at the midway point in the NFL in the college football season. Each game becomes more and more important in the NFL. The Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs uh, emerging as teams to beat while Carolina, Pittsburgh, San Diego, Houston, all playing very strong in college football. Alabama, a great team again, along with Notre Dame, Clemson, and that pesky Michigan. They're all doing great in the BCS, not better call Saul standings. And then there's one place to get in on all the action. It's betonline.ag. Don't wait any longer. Use the promo code podcast one to receive a 50% sign up bonus. That's podcast one for the 50% sign up bonus in the NBA, Milwaukee, Toronto, Golden State, Denver, all starting off very strong. And in the NHL, Nashville and Tampa are atop the league with the best records. Don't miss out on any more of the incredible action. Go online or use your mobile phone to sign up and use promo code podcast one to receive your 50% welcome sign up bonus and try in-game live betting where you can participate with all the action with every play. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Okay. That's crazy. We're at the midway point of the NFL and the midway point of house of cards. To be fair, we are past the midway point of the NFL season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, to be yeah, fair, we're, we're, fair. we're, you know, going into week 11 out of 17. So, I mean, we're, squ- we haven't, we haven't reached Thanksgiving yet. That's when, you know, that's kind of when the NFL really, it really like heats up, point. really heats yeah. up, but we are still lots of time to make your bets on uh, all of these great teams. But you and I are squarely halfway through the house of cards season six, final season. Do you have one bold prediction you want to make tonight, Zach? Oh, one bold prediction. If I was going to put you on the spot, what's your, what's your, what, uh, or let me check in on a couple of things. If you, if you don't have a bold right. prediction on the top of your head, Claire Underwood will live or die at the end of the series. So my bold prediction was going to be that Claire Underwood lives. Um, but I don't know if that's that bold of a prediction, but I do think she's going to, she's going to survive the series. I too feel like that Claire Underwood walks away. Do you think that, I mean, you know, we see these shows come back after a short yachtis, like, do you think that at the end of the and we'll be able to talk about this more at the end of the, the finale, but I could see Netflix bringing house cards back in like two years and saying, oh, look, Claire is back. Uh, I cannot. Uh, you know, it's 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 2020. We're going to be heading into the election. Um, I, I could see it happening. Uh, I will go on the other side of you on that prediction. Uh, will Claire Underwood be president at the end of the series? Uh Yes, I, I think we're going to get Claire Underwood reigning supreme um, and setting up for, you know, having control in the midterms. And she has a vice president who's under her thumb. And uh, I do think that, you know, we have this uh, this House of Representatives guy. Uh, I want to say Corey Davis, and that's not it's a Cory Booker looking. Corey, Corey Davis would be uh, <laughs> would be good. Yeah, Brett Cole. Which also sounds Brett Cole could be the name of a football player. I feel like mm-hmm. solid name. Um, also, you know, somebody with two first names. Yeah, I never trust somebody with two first names. Now that's that's a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. So could Claire Underwood w- resign from the presidency, walk away, and be happy? I just still don't know what Claire Underwood wants. I mean, I feel like right now she's just trying to survive. And we actually did see in this episode, she's smoking and she tells Doug that, you know, every time she tries to quit, something happens. And um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if she was talking about the smoke 
king or doing bad things as president that she, you know, it's like we said last time, like she's just trying to kick this, kick this bad eating habit, trying to start this diet. And next week I'm going to start the diet next week. I'm going to start it. And is she trying to do good? And she just keeps running into obstacles that make her have to do bad things. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to quit smoking before the end of the series. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, it would probably be good for her health, though. It would be good. It would be good for her health. I, I, you know, Frank Underwood was character flaw. He was like drunk with power. He couldn't get enough of it. But does Claire have that? She doesn't seem like it, but um, you know, she did say Frank Underwood was a means to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is the I end? I liked hearing her say that. Yeah, that was good. And it does it does put a little bit of spin on what we've seen. I mean, we've seen Claire Underwood grow mm-hmm. as a character quite a bit over this show mm-hmm. so it's been i mean the arc that she's had has been pretty good yeah um but uh, yeah i just don't know what i mean what it is that what does she want like 10 years down the line what is it that she wants to still be a president of the united states i don't know i i, I don't know i don't know exactly uh what what she wants to do but i guess we'll find out we'll find out in these next four episodes all right great work here once again zach brooks you can follow zach on twitter he is at brooks za on Twitter, I'm at Rob Sisterino. Uh a- Anything else we need to uh, file here in Chapter 69? No, I think we've sufficiently covered the uh, death at a funeral that we had in the House of Cards universe. And um, Oh, we did start with a picture of Kathy Durant in the episode. She was in all white, and we ended with a picture of Kathy Durant in dark colors. Oh, so. they did it again. Color yeah, theory. The color theory, always, always popping back up on this show. Okay. All right. Great work. We will be back with chapter seven. Can you believe we're in the 70s? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, hitting our twilight years in this House of Cards universe. It was weird when the episode ended, you know, it showed the next couple episodes coming up and you could see the end of the series now on my screen. It's all happening. All right. We'll be back with uh, one of our four last House of Cards recaps here on Post Show Recaps. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.